Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's start with the Rogers press conference. I did not hear much of it, but uh, Eddie Erickson told me that uh, is what you'd expect. Happy to be here. Didn't want to wear Joe Namath's number. Loves Nathaniel Hackett. Wants to be on a team that can win. I mean, all the things it sounds like that you'd expect Rogers uh, to handle with a plum. He handled today uh, superbly. Came in the Jet camp early this morning, and the Jets now have their wish, and Aaron Rodgers is officially their quarterback uh, for uh, this year, and I would think, and I would hope, 2024. I don't know if he say anything about the OTAs. Uh, or if, uh, you know, does he show up in June? I'm sure that question was asked. They only asked about five, six questions before uh, they went into one-on-ones with Rodgers. He'll be busy here most of the afternoon, but he's good with the media. Uh, so he'll be fine there. He won't get himself in trouble until maybe, you know, things go a little haywire at some point point during the season where he could get himself a little hot water because Rogers does that sometimes but as far as his introductory press conference is concerned I would think that everything would go smoothly and I haven't met meant met too many Jet fans who don't like the idea that Rogers is their quarterback I mean we can quibble all we want regarding the price tag we can quibble all we want about uh, you know giving up that uh, first round pick proactive in 2024 if Rogers plays 65% of the plays, that's too much. We can go through that until the cows come home. The bottom line, and we also can go through the idea that this is uh, really a stopgap scenario more so than it is a long-term solution because, you know, at best, Rodgers would play three years, more likely two, but at best three at a high level. So uh, that means you still have to worry about what you're going to do down the road here with the quarterback spot. And who knows what Zach Wilson, was he going to sit there for two years and watch? I mean, it's kind of odd to put him in that slot. Plays for two, sits for three, and then plays again. That's weird uh, from that perspective. But from a Jet fan fan thought today, the person they should thank is Woody Johnson. Uh, I don't think that Joe Douglas wanted to do this. Joe Douglas loved draft picks. Joe Douglas also drafted after Zach Wilson, uh, I don't think that Joe wanted to go in this direction. He would have maybe run after Derek Carr because it wouldn't have cost him any of his collateral with the picks. But I don't, I honestly don't think that, uh, you know, Carr was a backup. I don't think that really when you get right down to it, you'll never find out. He's never going to tell you. But uh, I think in a perfect world, uh, I'm not sure if Joe wanted to necessarily go after Rodgers here, but he has no choice. The team uh, needs a quarterback in the worst way, partly because of his decision-making with the draft with Wilson. Uh, you know, the owner's old. They haven't won in 100 years. I mean, so Joe's going to go along with it and realize, hey, listen, he's better than what we got. I got to buy, buy into this. But in a perfect world, I don't think Joe wanted to do this. He gave up, obviously, two slots in the draft. He gave up his second round of this year. He exchanges a, um, a fifth for a sixth this year. And then he gives up minimum a second next year, maybe a first. And these GMs love draft picks. And I don't know. And Douglas has been good with the draft. Just look at Gardner from last year and Garrett Wilson. I actually don't think he wanted to do it. I mean, but, you know, he's not going to say anything. And, you know, I don't think anybody's going to go out there and quiz him on it because, you know, first off, the owner, the owner wanted this done. 
And the owner is sick of losing. The owner realizes that we had to have a quarterback. This guy was available and he was out there. So to me, Woody Johnson's the guy that's got to get the credit for bringing, um, bringing him in here. I mean, obviously, Salah did the right thing. Douglas put together the trade. And I think he did a decent job with that. And I think Douglas is a good GM. And I think Salah's got a chance to be a good coach. But uh, not yet. But he, I, I think the team likes him. I think Salah's okay. But the bottom line is, hey, this, is Woody imp- this is Woody's impetus that brought Rodgers here into uh, uh, the MetLife and into New York. And uh, there's no way you can deny this is not a good move for the franchise, a franchise that hasn't made the playoffs since 2010, a franchise that, you know, outside of a couple of years with Vinny, uh, Testaverde, a year, really one year, a couple of years, more than two, but three, four years with Pennington, you know, a, a, an occasional burst from Richard Todd, uh, you know, Matt Robinson, if you want to go back that far, had a good run with it. But when you get right down to it, uh, the Jets really haven't had an established quarterback that you knew could be, you know, a championship level QB in 50 something years. I mean, they have tried everybody from, you know, Sam Donald to Geno Smith. And obviously we all know the situation here with uh, with Wilson. They have tried a lot of different types of people and they just have not been able to latch on to the guy that can bring them to the next level. And, you know, I'm assuming Rodgers has got plenty left. I don't see why not. I understand he wasn't great last year but I still think Rodgers will be good enough to lead the Jets to the postseason. And I think in the next two years, I think the Jets might be able to make a run in one of these two years and make a run in a Super Bowl. Now, again, this is different than Brady. When Brady went to uh, went to Tampa, it's a little different. First off, Brady got out of a conference in which Mahomes was in it. Burrow was in it. Zach Allen was on the come. And he went to the NFC. That's the first thing. Second thing, Brady went to Tampa that already had a lot of good pieces to the puzzle, including um, including the, including Mike Evans, including the makings of a pretty good defense. Uh, Arians sitting there, a team that went 7-9 and nine the year before it got there because of the quarterback play was awful in Jameis Winston. And so from that standpoint, you know, I thought Brady was going to pick the right spot. And I think he did. And so from that, and then he brings Gronkowski in, and next thing you know, they won a Super Bowl. I think it's a little different. Not so much that I knew that Brady was great in his last year in Foxborough because they weren't, but the offensive help he had around him was terrible. They lost to Tennessee in that wild card game. He had nothing to work with. And, you know, Brady's competitiveness, his desire, little change of scenery, weapons in Tampa, and they had weapons. They had good win. They had God, they had a lot of weapons. Uh, you know, to me, and I said it at the time, this is not a first guess, second guess. I said it from day one that I thought Tampa would be a good spot for Brady, especially in that division, which stinks. I thought that Brady would have an opportunity to do some good things there, and obviously he certainly did. He made the playoffs all three years, uh, you know, played great his second year, very good his first year, won a Super Bowl, nothing much you can say about what Brady did for that city. So uh, I'm not sure if this is quite the same, partly because, uh, you know, uh, Rodgers isn't as good as Brady, partly because, you know, I think Brady was dying to get away from Belichick to see what he can do. And partly because he's went to a better team in an easier conference. Uh, so from that perspective, I don't quite think it's the same. But I think Rodgers here now, uh, you know, should be able to make a run or two with the Jets in these next couple of years. Um, I think this year, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I think this year, the bare minimum, bare minimum, if you're a Jet fan, is to be uh, significant all season long and make the playoffs. 
I mean, that's the bare minimum. I could put a win in the playoffs in the mix too, but I'll say, you know what, be uh, win 10, 11 games. They're going to be on TV plenty. Win 10, 11 games and, and, uh, and obviously, you know, have a chance, uh, you know, in the postseason, make the postseason and then take your chances. I think uh, after we see what happens this year or make a decision about next year, this is a tough conference with good quarterbacks, which does worry you. One in Buffalo, one in Cincinnati, one in L.A., one in Kansas City. If Lamar comes back, Baltimore, I mean, it's a tough conference with a lot of QBs. And if you think about the QB situation right now in the NFL, I mean, really all the quarterbacks of any kind of note are in uh, the AFC. I mean, if, if you think about it, and I'll get my book here right at the moment, there are no quarterbacks in, in the NFC. I mean, when you go back, when you just think, I mean, I'll give them to you right now, and you tell me, now listen, you got a couple quarterbacks in the draft. Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, and obviously Hurts, very good. Washington, maybe Sam Howe. Uh, I mean, you know, Jordan Love, uh, um, Cousins, Goff, Justin Fields, you know, Ritter for Atlanta, maybe Bryce Young, Derek Carr, Kyle Trask, who knows, uh, Gino, Purdy, Stafford, and Kyler Murray. I mean, that is a brutal selection of quarterbacks. While in the AFC, it's Allen, Tua, Rodgers, Watson, Burrow, probably Lamar, who knows with Houston, a young quarterback in Indianapolis, Lawrence, maybe another quarterback in Tennessee, uh, Garoppolo, Wilson, Mahomes, and Herbert. I mean, it's it, it's just much easier for Rodgers. It's much harder for Rodgers to navigate that than it was for Brady to navigate what was in the NFC South. So I do think that uh, it's going to be a much harder run for Rodgers than it would have been for Bra- than it was for Brady. And so as a Jet fan, I think you got to understand that. I know, I know the Jet fan is so happy and they're going to get giddy as the year moves along that they finally have the answer and now he's going to lead them to their second Super Bowl appearance. And he's capable of doing that, but the quarterback play in the AFC is much harder. That's all there is to it. Much higher level. And, you know, they're going to have to play a lot of games this year. You know, the Jets are playing Hurts. The Jets are playing Herbert. The Jets are playing Mahomes. The Jets have two cracks at Josh Allen. The Jets have to play Prescott, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFC. And Daniel Jones, they also have to play. They got to play Garoppolo who's been to a Super Bowl. They got to play Tua with all those weapons. I mean, the Jets have, you know, that's a tricky schedule for them. So I, I, I would tamper the enthusiasm just a little bit. But again, bare minimum this year for the Jets would be postseason. They're going to have a lot of primetime football games. We've discussed that last two days. That's something that you know CBS loves. I wouldn't be shocked if that first Sunday of the year they'll play at 430 be the doubleheader game with Romo and Nance at the Meadowlands. Uh, I wouldn't. I would expect that. Uh, you know, and I think the Jets, you know, have a chance to be uh, a very, very competitive team. And I wouldn't rule out one in the AFC East. And if that's the case, then who knows? Uh, but you know, to say that they're going to win a Super Bowl or they are the odds-on favorite—that's too strong. That I'm not. I'm not going to go there. But the Jets got much better today, or the last couple of days. And you got to thank the owner. You know, he gets pounded left and right, rightfully so. Got to thank him. He's the one who got in that plane, took his coaching staff and his front office out to to California and, you know, basically convinced Rodgers 
to uh, play for the Jets. I'm sure rework that contract from a structural standpoint financially. Give the Jets a little more flexibility. Probably make a commitment to two years, and away we go. Give him credit. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.